loneliness can be an awful thing to face. As we find that some of the pandemic initial wave is over, some of the stay-at-home orders are subsiding. And sure enough, as those stay-at-home orders subside, the bars and the restaurants are filling with people. So much so that some companies are reporting that they're not even able to handle the influx of people. And I don't think the reason is because people don't know how to eat and drink at home. Really, isn't it because loneliness, isolation is hard for people to face? Sure, there are some people who enjoy quiet time alone and who don't like crowds. Maybe perhaps you're one of those that just likes to be alone for a while. But there's nobody, I'm sure, who enjoys to remain isolated. It's hard on us to be alone. That's why you, you see those signs when the pandemic wave first started coming out. It said, stay home, stay safe. Now you're seeing messages on the radio and other businesses posting, stay safe, stay sane. Isolation and loneliness can be very hard to face. And it can not just take an emotional toll, it can take a mental and spiritual toll on us. So how do we deal with loneliness and isolation? Our plans may fall through, but this morning we continue our series looking at what happens when our plans through as we see God's plan to deal with our loneliness and isolation. And we see this morning how he shatters loneliness forever. You see, loneliness comes from more than just isolation during a pandemic. It has its roots way back in the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, when they fled from their God, and because of their guilt, they hid from him. And not only did their guilt separate them because of their selfish rebellion from God, but they started to become distant from one another. What was once a loving relationship also caused them to feel distant and isolated as they tossed around blame and guilt. And ever since then, the separation that began has been in the heart of every human being. And though, no, it may, it may not be that you face loneliness or isolation because of some specific sin, each and every one of us lives in a world now cursed by sin and the separation that comes because of it and divides, harms us and hurts us. And because of our own selfish hearts, we face isolation and separation and a curse. And the greatest curse and isolation that all of us face is what was spoken to the first man and woman. Death. The isolation that comes from death is something that we could never plan or prepare for. And so we experience Loneliness and isolation as relationships crumble because of our selfish hearts. We experience isolation and loneliness as lovelessness takes over. And our loveless hearts experience loneliness when death comes our way as well. All this really is just a foretaste of the loneliness and isolation that is our real problem. Because it doesn't matter if you have a huge fan base of people that adore you and if you have many friends that are around you and with you, you are still very much alone if you do not have the love and presence of God. The loneliness and separation of death is just another reminder and foretaste of the real problem that we have, separation from our God. 
It's what the prophet Isaiah refers to when he says, your sins have caused God's face to be hidden from you. Your guilt has caused God to be separated from you. The isolation that we face ultimately will end in forever being separated from our God. After all, what ought he to do to sinful and selfish hearts but separate us from him and his holiness and lead us to the place of suffering and death that we deserve? God's plan, however, is to shatter and forever to do away with loneliness. Have you felt isolated and alone because of sin and its curse? Jesus, the Son of God, faced more. Have you felt like you've been abandoned or isolated by others? Jesus felt more. He came to face that loneliness. And I'm not just talking about the time when he was down with his face to the ground in the dirt, asking for his friends to stay awake with him, and he would find them sleeping. I'm not just talking about when his friends all ran away and abandoned him when he was arrested by his enemies and bound. I'm talking about the loneliness that Jesus, the Son of God, faced as he hung on the cross and darkness covered the land. And such loneliness he faced as he cried out as the Father turned his face away. And he cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Can you imagine such loneliness as he was on the cross in the dark, facing the torments and separation that every sinner deserves? God's face hidden. We don't have to imagine it because Jesus came to face that separation and isolation, to face that curse of sin in our place. And God demonstrated that because Jesus took our place, the separation and the loneliness and isolation is over between God and sinners. At the very moment of Jesus' death, the temple curtain was torn in two, signifying that the separation between God and sinners was ended. And by Jesus' taking our place on the cross, we now no longer need to fear isolation, separation, or death. In order to deal with the selfish, sinful hearts that bring division and death, God came in selflessness and love and offered his life to death, that we might have his presence and his peace and life. Jesus rose to life, and he assures us that we will never, never be separated from his love. Can you imagine Jesus as he sees, no doubt, the worried look on his disciples as he tells them that they're going to be without him? He says he's going to leave them. Well, we read last week in John 14, the comfort as he tells them, if I go, I'll come back and I'm preparing a place for you. And certainly that, that is a comfort that we know that the one who died for us will come back alive and take us to that place in our Father's house and we will forever be with our God. That's a comfort, and we saw that last week. But what about right now? What about the times when we feel isolated and alone right now? Jesus speaks to his disciples yet again and assures them that even right now, in this very moment, you don't have to fear loneliness and isolation ever again. 
Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you the Counselor, the Spirit of Truth, who will be with you. The Holy Spirit is now yours. You are never going to be alone. Jesus says that he has sent his Spirit, and the Holy Spirit now is with every believer. And you have the assurance that he will never leave you or forsake you. The title that Jesus gives the Holy Spirit here is Counselor, sometimes translated as Advocate. It's a meaning of one who comes to your aid. So that when you and I begin to feel discouraged, alone, and separated from God, and feeling the curse of sin, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. The Holy Spirit works in our hearts and creates that trust in God, in which we know we are not alone. God is with us and dwelling within us. And so is fulfilled the words of Psalm 46, the mighty Lord is with us. God himself, the Holy Spirit, is in our hearts. But there's more than that. God's plan to deal with our loneliness is more than simply to just send his spirit right now to assure us that we are not alone, but to promise us we will never be alone. He says the Holy Spirit will be with us always. And Jesus tells us and assures us that he who is going is going to come back. He tells his disciples, I am going now, but because I live, you also will live. The assurance that the Holy Spirit gives us is that not even death, not even the separation that is felt by death will separate us from the love of our triune God. Because Jesus rose to life from the grave and because he is alive, the Spirit assures our hearts we too will live and will be with our God. You know, as you look at what's going on with the pandemic, people are starting to go back to stores and go back to restaurants. And on the one hand, that's good. It's encouraging. But on the other hand, there's still in the back of the mind, will we have to regress? Will we have to go back to that isolation? I'm sure many people fear that isolation. And some, yes, also fear the separation that comes with death. But can you imagine what is to take place as Jesus says, because I live, you also will live. The assurance that we have right now from the Spirit is that someday we will live with new bodies, never facing any separation from those around us or from our God ever again. You know, there's a lot of truth that when people are with others, they feel joy. God's plan for us is not only to bring us into his presence, that we may be with him, but that it will be such a closeness that we'll be filled with joy. Jesus says, just as I am in the Father and you are in me and I am with you, the closeness that will be felt that God promises someday is one which is the same closeness right now within the Trinity. That's what we look forward to. Studies have shown that people are happier when they know that there's others around them. That's why restaurants pipe in music into their dining areas to kill the silence. The feeling of others being around and noise creates a feeling of happiness. It's the same reason why there's laugh tracks on sitcoms on TV, so you can know that there's others laughing along with you. 
And it's the reason why the National Football League decides they're probably going to have games, even if people can't fill the stadiums and there's going to be nobody watching live in the stadium, but they might actually be pumping sound into the stadium to simulate crowd noise. People like to know there's others with them. Can you imagine the feeling as what is described in Scripture as the countless multitudes of people standing before the presence of our God? Can you imagine the joy that will be there and that will be ours? Yes, our, our plans right now, our plans to have company and to have people with us, our plans to not feel isolated and alone might fall through right now. Sin will come along to destroy relationships. Death will come along to cause separation. But what do we do when our plans fall through? Look to God's plan. His plan has been shown as the temple curtain was torn and as Jesus rose to life from the grave, that he has shattered loneliness forever and he has forever done away with death by his sacrifice. And we know that we will never be alone. We have his spirit now and he will be with us forever. And we will stand forever with all of those who trust in Christ and with that countless multitude stand in the presence of our God. And instead of isolation and fear and death, there will only be joy and life. Amen.